0: Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Thierry. And I'm Adrian. Welcome to the second episode of season two of the Lux Unplugged podcast. In this episode, we welcome to our show Alexander Kachenko, founder and managing partner at 2B.lu. 2B.LU. is an early stage investment company based in Luxembourg, working with more than a dozen startups around the world. During our conversation, we cover topics such as the recent challenges faced by startups and other businesses in a COVID-19 environment and of course, how to overcome them. In that respect, we also discuss his selection and thought processes applied to early-stage investments that ToBe.LU predominantly focuses on. Also, Alexander shares his bullish views on the Luxembourg startup ecosystem in the context of the pandemic and in soon opportunities that he anticipates. And now, without further ado, our conversation with Alexander Kachenko, Founder and Managing Director at 2b.lu. Hi, Alex. Thank you for joining us uh, on the episode of the Luxembourg podcast. Thank you very much, Thierry. Hello. So for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, My name is Alexander Tkachenka. I'm a managing partner of an early stage fund, 2BLU.investment, which is located in Luxembourg. I'm also founder and CEO of uh, VNX Exchange.
0: And um, what motivated you to become a VC then?
1: Most of my life uh, professionally, uh, I was doing business development, whether sales, marketing, new product development, starting corporate uh, ventures or private ventures. Therefore, uh, at some point uh, in my career, at about, I'd say, 2012, 2013, I felt that this is probably a good uh, opportunity for me to look at uh, VC uh, and angel investing. And um, uh, I started first in- investing as an angel. Uh, I joined an angel club at the London Business School, and I started to see how this uh Uh, industry works. And later, I founded an early stage fund to BLU Investments once I identified an opportunity uh, where I can enter the
0: market. And was that while you were in London? I was in Luxembourg,
1: um, but uh, at that time, at the end of uh, 2010, so the first decade, Um, At least from what I saw, uh, Luxembourg ecosystem uh, was at its infancy while in London it was already starting to bubble and therefore, uh, and I'm also an alumni of uh, London Business School, uh, so I saw that uh, a good point of entry and uh, understanding the market and um, uh, trying to see uh, which opportunities are uh, available would be there.
0: And uh, how would you describe then the philosophy behind to be.lu?
1: The opportunity that I stumbled upon is actually the uh, uh, called Death Valley, the uh, rounds which are starting from about 1 million and are probably uh, to about three to five million. Uh, So, the uh, smaller rounds can still be closed by angel investors. And I saw that angel investors in the UK could quite easily assemble 500,000, for example, sometimes a little bit more. But at the same time, for the funds, at least at that time, it was not really economical to, or they were not very interested to uh, go quite early and deploy, for example, 500,000 or 1 million. They were really looking to deploy between three, five and upwards. So um, the philosophy of, uh, uh, to BLU um, when uh, we launched it, was to actually go at the really early at seed, post-seed rounds together with uh, super angels So people who uh, syndicate deals or lead at the uh, seed rounds and then uh, lead uh, in the one or two rounds afterward, taking the companies to be around uh, where there is uh, ample uh, room from uh, uh, sizable VCs to to invest and take companies further.
0: And overall, uh, do you think that that early, the failing rate is far higher?
1: Uh, It's obviously more challenging, uh, but at the same time, we have tried to be quite rigorous in our investment process. Uh, We focused on only a few verticals and we really tried to do do deals with uh, some of the best uh, super angels. Therefore, uh, it is quite likely that uh, the failure rate of our portfolio, and of course, we need to make um, a remark here that uh, it's pre COVID. Let's see what the post COVID uh, failure rate would be. But the pre COVID, it was somewhat. Uh, above the market standard, simply because the the process of selecting the startups was um, they needed to be from the industry with the experience in the industry. They needed to have gone through a quite reputable accelerator uh, or incubator. The route need to be syndicated by one of the best super engines who we work with, and then. Together with the super angel, uh, we worked quite closely with the company, trying to to support them. So probably our um, our failing rate reflects
0: that. And what are the key ingredients then for you to consider a startup investment?
1: We stick to um, three categories. Uh, uh, one of them is uh, uh, platforms. Uh, Another one is artificial intelligence blockchain. And another one is, um, you you can broadly say, e-mobility or e-commerce related niches. Um, The team uh, must have uh, gone through a reputable accelerator or incubator and the deal needs to be syndicated by one of the Super Angels that we work with. But these are like the standard um, categories. Generally in this business, my feeling is that the key is people, um, then uh, people, and then again people. So you really try to uh, to see whether the team can deliver, um, how robust are they, um, how knowledgeable uh, is the team. Uh, these are probably the really, really vital uh, or the most vital ingredient uh, of, of the success. Um It is obvious that uh, uh, coming in early, our preference is to have a a, a niche. Uh, The smaller the niche, the more understanding the team has, the better it is, simply because, you know, in the large markets, uh, uh, it may be uh, difficult to compete with incumbents, Uh, but still, uh, I would say that the, the most important is the team.
0: And uh, like like you said, you know, the early stage comes with with different risk, but also um, re- rewarding uh, opportunities. Uh, would you then say that you uh, or to be is more a spray and pray or person, or do you favour a very targeted set of uh, opportunities?
1: Uh, for sure, the latter. For sure, the latter. Uh, I must say that uh, spray and pray tactic may have its merits, uh, especially if it's, um, you know, weighted or properly executed spray and pray uh, strategy. Uh, for example, you know, one may consider that, you know, if uh, he or she is an um, angel, investing in every deal which is syndicated in uh, his or her club, you know, could be one of those uh, spray and pray um, uh, cat, kind of strategies, uh, reliance on the uh, wisdom of the crowds, etc., etc., etc. We are for sure not a spray and pray investor. We are really targeted, and um, we spend uh, quite a bit of time with our teams trying to help them. And uh, as I said, we are trying to be very uh, focused on the selection process that we do.
0: And, and and all of the, these opportunities are obviously, like you mentioned before, pre-COVID. Um, and COVID has been challenging for many industries and many sectors around the world, not just in Luxembourg. Uh, how do you plan to overcome those challenges within your industry? And, and where do you see the industry going forward?
1: Number one, my feeling is we are really at the start of the development. Therefore, any predictions made, Now uh, may change uh, quite soon, although uh, I personally see a few trends, um, which I come back to uh, a little bit later. But generally, uh, I can say that the the portfolio that we've built, of course, some companies uh, have been hit quite badly by COVID. For example, uh, ticketing space is obviously one of the very um, obvious uh, uh, examples. At the same time, the focus on e-mobility, you know, the companies operating in these areas are actually, in general, beneficiaries, because everyone understood that e-commerce, you know, delivery services, this type of, um, or or for example, a telemedical service. We have a platform, uh, you know, which delivers telemedical services. It's been a boom for them, but um, uh, so it, it, it's not that the um, uh, the pain is uh, uh, shared equally among uh, our portfolio. There are some companies that did not really um, see a serious effect either in positive or negative. Some have been quite heavily uh, hit. Some, on the contrary, uh, see it as an, a big opportunity. But uh, overall, if uh, I may make some predictions, I see that this crisis will make the economy uh, much more uh, local, uh, meaning that um, there will be much more focus close to home, so to say, uh, or much more local in the. Tough times, I think um, the size matters, therefore companies that do supply or work or have uh, uh, contracts with large institutions, or for example, the government, um, are obviously uh, in a bad situation. That, for example, you know the companies uh, catering to you know the smaller companies, etc., etc. So size becomes meta, uh, and the companies operating with um, or supplying the large companies, uh, it, it's a positive thing, and. Um, You know, this just overall uh, trend to digitalization, in my view, will only accelerate. So, um, you know, COVID has shown that, uh, you know, digital world in many cases uh, is a workable solution, forced many people to try it and um, uh, really converted some sectors of the economy or a lot of people to the digital services so it really accelerated the move to digitalization
0: do you do you think that in in your industry um especially in the investment space that uh, people are generally affon- very fond of adaptation so adapt there's a challenge they have to adapt and move forward do you think they are very progressive on that
1: um, it's very difficult to speak for the industry it's very difficult to speak you know even like for a company because of course it consists you know the industry consists of many players and the company consists of many people etc etc but overall i would say that vc is quite and you know consists normally of quite agile people who by you know nature of dealing with uh, um Lot of opportunities and seeing a lot of opportunities are becoming, you know, quite flexible and um, normally quite progressive. Um, My personal feeling is that uh, uh, the crisis also presents uh, great opportunities to invest in probably some of the uh, very good companies. It, It is a natural tendency for many of the investors to. Uh, hold back investment strategies etc etc and in the time of crisis no norm, it's normal for uh, companies or for people to retreat meaning that um, if you look at it from the opposite side there is there's less competition for those who who stay uh, who become active who uh, who continue to invest and look at the opportunities so uh, overall I'd say that uh, I do believe that um, this crisis will present uh, great opportunities for those who are flexible enough, brave enough, and uh, you know who would focus and continue to to invest uh, and um, you know look at the companies and investment opportunities.
0: You know, speaking about uh, Luxembourg, the startup scene in Luxembourg is growing. Uh, you can see it, you know, in the news. You can see it almost <laughs> on, on a, from a marketing perspective. You can see it almost everywhere. Um, how supportive has the Luxembourg startup ecosystem been uh, to your business then?
1: I've been in Luxembourg f- since 1997, and I can honestly attest that uh, there's been a dramatic change regarding the startup scene. It's a very, very vibrant uh, ecosystem at the moment with a lot of players a lot of companies um, a, a lot of uh, ideas um, there are incubators accelerators places where uh, the companies are i must say that it's it's a very very uh, good thing overall smaller companies younger companies are net contributors to the uh, to the creation of the jobs uh, obviously we need to see how many of them go through the crisis because especially for the companies at the beginning, you know, crises are, uh, you know, serious uh, challenge. But overall, uh, I feel that there has been a tremendous and very, very dramatic change of the uh, startup ecosystem. And in my view, for the better, um, there is a lot of activity goes uh, which goes on and there is a lot of um, different uh, ways those startups engage with the government with different players like such as uh, uh, Ministry of the Economy Uh, I feel that overall the government and the government agencies uh, are doing a great job at attracting startups helping startups here so it's in my view a a, a fantastic really really it's like top marks for what the government delivers
0: On Are there any Luxembourg startups that you are looking at then at the moment? Uh, Do you have an eye on anyone?
1: We're still, in my view, in the situation where the the crisis is uh, unfolding. But I must say that the focus of the next fund that I'm uh, uh, thinking of would be on uh, Luxembourg or connected to Luxembourg startups. So yes, there will be um, uh, uh, a lot of focus put to to look at the opportunities here, to work with different players, incubators, um, and, and uh, uh, companies, and to try then to, to select those that uh, we think are worth supporting.
0: I believe there was kind of a, a bubble of, of the startup scene, uh, and, and some of them succeed and some of not, and that can now have a negative impact on onto the ecosystem? Or do you think they just have to ride it out and, and see where we are uh, in, 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 let's say, a year or two years time from now?
1: It's a very interesting question. On one hand, there was for sure a lot of activities pre-COVID. Uh, whether it was a bubble or not is very difficult to say. Uh, would you consider what was happening before uh, uh, if there was no COVID as a bubble? Uh, I would say that more than 60% that not. You would say that this is a very good and natural development, and you know, the government is doing a great job at attracting companies uh, to Luxembourg. Um, you know, in retrospect, you see that there were a lot of activities which obviously uh, came to standstill uh, because of the COVID. But I wouldn't say that it was a bubble. No, in my view, it was uh, the right thing to do. Uh, You know, you need innovation. Uh, If you stand still, uh, you go backwards because others do not stand still. I mean, you lose. Therefore, what the country, uh, different players uh, in the country and the government were doing is, you know, organizing the innovative... Of movement in the economy, Uh, and I would not support the view that this was a bubble. Uh, That's uh, number one, and number two, what what the companies need to do through the crisis obviously, try to go through it, try to see, try to look uh, for new opportunities, try to ride it through get stronger and see how they can uh, live in the new environment. That's, but that's normal for startup or not startup for startups. It's a bit more difficult, obviously, because the kind of the level of fat or uh, the level of reserves is quite, uh, smaller than them, than the larger companies, but that's just the, that's just the game.
0: So like you said you know the, the reserves or the fact you can you can look at it from both ways it's it's the financials so the, the, literally the cash but also the the numbers of staff you have and and you know speaking to different leaders in different uh sectors across uh, the uk germany luxembourg uh, what we'll bring in is as well is well we have a lot of people but now with COVID and with all the different Softwares and apps, you know, we know that there are people that we don't need to hire going forward, but we need a different type of skill for the future. So it, you can always look at the fat or the reserves from a cash perspective, but also from a, a labor perspective.
1: Totally agree. But um, I would really hope that the government continues its course because, um, you know, innovation or going forward is the only way to to stay competitive, to stay ahead of the kind of the the the, the, the competitors, uh, to stay in the game. Uh, therefore, I would really hope that uh, the focus of the gov- government will continue to be on the innovation, on the on the development, on on moving the economy forward.
0: And in the uh, VC space, then um, you know we we speak often with with fintech or finance. Uh, Companies, will Brexit bring another challenge for you?
1: It's a very interesting uh, uh, subject because um, uh, 2BLU is a member of LPA and I'm also quite active in, the, in this organization. Uh, Stefan has recently been uh, uh, nominated as a new CEO and we've been quite often discussing with him um, as a part of the VC club. Uh, how can we uh, make the VC scene a little bit more active? And um, you know, at least one of the theses pre-COVID was that um, some of the uh, UK VCs may actually want to set up um, a place uh, in, on the continental Europe, and um, it can actually create an opportunity for Luxembourg. And therefore, uh, yes, Brexit obviously. Um, I think overall is not, in my view, a very positive thing for Europe. Just overall, I don't think it's, it's a very positive uh, and signal and, and thing. For a particular sector, it may actually be quite positive. And uh, I sincerely believe that Luxembourg uh, VC ecosystem can actually benefit from it because both U.S. Uh, VC firms uh, looking to set up a European presence may actually choose Luxembourg over the U.K. Not necessarily, but it, you know, it may be. And secondly, some of the, uh, some of the uh, U.K. VCs may actually decide to set up an office uh, here
0: and uh, c- coming back to to um, uh, be, then uh, what are your uh, current investments or exits that you are the most proud of?
1: Very interesting question. Um, I have three children, and um, you know I wouldn't be able to tell. You know, it's just impossible to describe that you 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 have you have preference for one or mm-hmm. another. I mean, they're all my children. I like. Uh, them all it's the same a little bit with the investments you you know we have a portfolio of 20 companies obviously are they they're quite different but at the same time I would say that uh, I'm very happy that uh, we we're dealing with I mean they're different but the founders are different the challenges are different the stages are different but overall I would say that um, it's very difficult to select one and it's almost impossible. Therefore, I'd say that I'm very, very happy with the portfolio that we have at the moment and I'm really looking forward to set up a similarly diverse and successful uh, portfolio of the second fund uh, with many of the companies located or uh, doing business in Luxembourg.
0: You mentioned before you are in Luxembourg since '97, and a lot of things have changed. Luxembourg has changed, the business environment has changed. Politically, it has changed, and, and so on and so on. But uh, one of the one of our key uh, questions always at uh, at the end is what do you like the most about Luxembourg.
1: It's a very interesting question. I've spent most of my life uh, in Luxembourg. If I have to select one particular, um, is uh, really business approach. It's it's really business approach. I think that's, that's you know, throughout. Uh, the government has really business-focused approach. Uh, you really feel support in, in doing business here. It's quite open uh, society, or at least people are quite open. But I think business-like approach of the government focused on the results, I think, is probably one of the most... Uh, striking, attractive and positive things. I mean, just your words about it five years ago, there was not so much happening in, uh, in the startup scene, but then the government decided to focus and a lot has happened. And then, you know, you see a totally different picture. Um, and it's really, really encouraging. And it's, it's great.
0: What would you say? Would you say something to um, to businesses or even other VCs? Uh, you know, what what would be your message uh, to bring them over to Luxembourg? Um, if somebody would say, Alex, why should I come to Luxembourg?
1: I mean, the best manifestation is that I've spent most of my life here. It's extremely comfortable place to live, very comfortable place to do business and there are a lot of opportunities in my view that can be uh, that can still be exploited and therefore i think it's it's a really really good uh, place to do business and you know i'm here doing business so that's probably the best the best confirmation of it
0: and if somebody has a, an idea or is a startup business and they want to get in touch with a VC, I assume they can contact uh, you or, or, or some of your, your team members uh, by going on to the website to lu.
1: Absolutely. Very happy to, to speak to the guys. You know, absolutely.
0: Well, Alex, uh, it, it was a pleasure uh, talking to you uh, about yourself, the, the, the VC uh, environment, and, of course, uh, the, the startup scene. And hopefully uh, we can invite you back uh, to a follow-up episode in, in the near future.
1: Thank you very much, Thierry. Great pleasure. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks for listening to the Lux and Plug podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxonplug.com. See you next time.